Johnny Gargano had overcome so much, and I think he's reliving it right here, realizing that the dream remains just that for Johnny Gargano. Gargano. What, what the, the hell? Oh my Tommaso God! Ciampa? Oh no, Tommaso Ciampa attacking his former tag team partner with one of his crutches. Oh no. <laughs> you know, Gargano is one of the biggest hearts in NXT. Well, this guy's former best friend, Tommaso Ciampa, he has a four lease sign where his heart should be. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The A Show featuring myself, Justin, and my co-host, Meals, Jamil, whatever you want to call him. What's going on? This buddy? is Jamil. It's been a, it's been a, you know, Jamil Meals. Yeah, I guess you could do both. I, I go by both. Um, yeah, it's been a long week, man. I've been on multiple podcasts this week. Like, you're, the podcast we did, the A Show last week, was the first of about four different podcasts I did last week. Yeah. And, you know, I was on, I was on, um, I did two Bells podcasts, of course, which you can listen to every Sunday. I was also featured on The Forecast, which features, you know, Rob, Steve, and Nelson, so shout out to those guys. Yeah. Um, the Forecast. Um, and then I was also on Dating in NYC with um, Life is Jordan, so it's been a busy week. Um, I recommend, you know, listen to all those podcasts. They're really good. Um, you know, all that other stuff. But I've been busy. I've been busy. I've been keeping busy. It's actually been a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's not only just a busy uh, week for you yourself, just as a person. It's been a busy week for wrestling. I, I think last. Oh, yeah, even in trying to include that has like taken off hours of my life. Yes, uh, we 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 probably consumed. If you're if you watch the New Japan cards like I did, we probably consumed over thirteen to fourteen hours of wrestling. Last weekend alone, uh, just the weekend, man. Just through the weekend, and I mean, if you want to count Raw twenty five, like, if you want to count Raw twenty five, that you're talking, you're looking at about a day, like a, a full day of wrestling that you could have been watching. Um, Insane. And we're gonna we're gonna attempt to go into all of that. We have a special guest on the show. I have him on the line right now, uh, my man Rob from our Wrestle Chat. He won our first ever Royal Rumble pool. Um, how did you try to? Just before we even get into that, before we get in, in you know, to that section. Um, and Rob's gonna stay on hold for us for a second, but you know, how, how do you think it went, Mills? How do you think you, you fared this year? Uh, with the with the Royal Rumble pool, uh... <laughs> I'll pull yeah, it up. Our, Let me pull it self. up. Let me pull it up. Then the way that we did it, just to explain, the way that we did it, we had we had everyone in our group because there not there aren't a lot of us, and I think next year we should do it the way where you know everyone picks their entry and what and, you know what number they'll come in at and who'll win. I think we should do it that way next year. But yeah. um, we picked a random number, or they were assigned a random number for each rumble, and whoever had the number would uh, they they had their person come in or their, their superstar come in, and we would see if they won or not, and whoever came closest won or would would win the whole pool, and you got some of the funniest. <laughs> I got um, the men's royal rumble. I got number ten, Sammy Zayn. Initially supposed to be Ty Dillinger. Right. I was just like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> and then, got your like, they're doing it again. By the way, 
this isn't the first time he's been number 10. And yeah. then I got Sami Zayn. Well, I guess they, Sami Zayn beat the hell out of Ty Dillinger. By the way, not explained on SmackDown. Not No retribution, no nothing. Zero, ex- zero explanation. <laughs> and we'll get on SmackDown, which is still sliding uh, in, a, in, a, in a few. But um, Sami Zayn entered in, 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 you know, in lieu of Ty Dillinger. And I was like, oh, my God, this kind of, I wouldn't say greatly increases my chances, but increases it from Ty Dillinger. With right. No doubt he was just in a championship match. And then he got eliminated. So, you know. And then I believe for the Women's Royal Rumble, I had number 30. Yeah, Trish Stratus. Uh, Trish Stratus, which was, I mean, she could have won. She made it to the final Four, I want to say. Nah, she she was like final six, final six, final six, final. <laughs> she got thrown out by Sasha, I believe. So she got thrown out by Sasha. Oh yeah. right, 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 because the Bellas were yeah, both final three. Right, yeah. You know, I think it was the Bellas. Yeah, it was. It was those. Were, they were in. The, they were within the, the the final four. But I, I mean, I got even worse odds than than you did. I had I pulled number three, which was Rhino. <laughs> in the men's rumble, no. which is automatically an L for me, and then I pulled uh, number twenty-eight on the women's side, which was Brie Bella. Funny to even realize, like no one in our group of uh, I want to say thirteen people, no one in our group got any of the winners. <laughs> Listen, it, it was a it, the odds for picking the right women were slim to none, considering almost half of the Royal Rumble was. Not current superstars. Yeah, and not People and not who Oscar. Be on Raw the next week. Yeah, and not Oscar. No one who who like I, I don't even think when we when you know we we came into the Rumble. I think I had four favorites for the Rumble, and then I had like two for the women's, and one of them was like really a really like long shot because Charlotte wasn't in it, so obviously it had to be Oscar. But we'll get into the Royal Rumble in just a second. Um, I think that the, the, the Rumble Pool was a, was a success for this year. I want to shout out uh, Ampavelli, who won the men's side, and Ugly New York, a.k.a. Rob, who's on the line with us, who won the women's side. And we'll have Amp on next week, uh, in a segment next week, and we'll have Rob on this week to talk about the women's Royal Rumble. So congratulations to them. Thank you for entering. Let's go into No Holds Barred. And the first uh, section of No Holds Barred this week, we have big Hall of Fame news. And it's pretty much looking like the, the leaked report from earlier this year or late last year is coming true as the Dudley Boys are entering the Hall of Fame. Um, Dudley Boys. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a... They deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a, that's my pitch. They 100% deserve it. They're one of the most decorated tag teams in history. Um, when you talk about tag teams just in general, you have to talk about them. Just a journeyman of tag teams just from Japan to the United States to sort of all over the United States have kept themselves a brand for the last, got to be, almost 20, 25 years now. Um, you know, I was never a huge fan of the Dudley Boys just because I felt like their act would get stale rather really, really, really quickly. It um, never did. And, and and my thing is, I don't even feel like they were particularly, even in like the, the early 2000s, late 90s, I don't even think they were particularly pushed as a must-see tag team in the WWE. No, not really. They just were the ones that stuck around the longest. When, yeah. when Edge and Christian broke up and did their singles runs and they found money within both of them and Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy had their singles run and they found money in both of them, they were just like... We're not sure how, you know, they tried singles runs for both of the Dudley Boys and, you know, Reverend Devon didn't necessarily work out and, you know, dancing hardcore champion Bubba Ray 
you know, wasn't the sort of best gimmick. So they put them back together, and then, you know, eventually they were fired. And for the following 10 years after that, they, you know, went to New Japan, won the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Um, they went to TNA. For a long multiple time. Tag- <laughs> went to TNA for a very long time. Yeah, it's a very long time. And, and Bubba Ray, they had, you know, single success there. But, you know, they came back to WWE. It wasn't quite the same. They went. They literally came back for one calendar year. That was as long as their contract really was. And then, you know, now Bubba Ray is, I believe, I don't know if he's still wrestling on the independents. I think he, he's believe, on I believe he is. He's on ROH. Uh, he's still on ROH TV, uh, which is interesting. But I'm pretty sure ROH isn't going to stop him from, from no, showing no. up on WWE. And Devon is actually a road agent now. So it, it, yeah. it works out perfectly. So congratulations to the to the Dudley boys. The next point, and uh, Neil, did you watch the New Japan shows? From I did not watch the New weekend? Japan show. I didn't realize what was going on until I saw gifts of it, and then I just forgot to watch it. But yeah. please enlighten me. There were two shows, uh, two big shows this weekend. Uh, one I, of the, one, I heard the news of what happened. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There was a, then there there was a huge angle um, at the end of the show uh, of, of the second show, where, where the first show was on Friday night, I believe, and the main event was Minoru Suzuki versus uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. They have effectively written off Tanahashi, who actually does need legitimate surgery. Um, Suzuki does win the... He did win the the IC title and looks to be going into a feud with Togi Makabe. Uh, for the title in the in the foreseeable future, and really everyone's talking about this the second angle of the of the second show on Saturday night, where Kenny Omega is effectively thrown out of the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club, as we know it, is no more. There was a big angle after his match with Jay White, where he actually loses the U.S. title. Thank you, God, it is finally off of him. Jay White wins the match in a pretty. I thought it was a solid match. I don't think it was anything to write home about as far as Kenny Omega standards. But the big the big issue or the big thing to talk about is the is at the end where essentially the bullet club comes out uh they they have a a bunch of choice words for each other and effectively cody attacks kenny omega they're they're about to hit him with a chair and then his best friend koto ibushi comes out for the save and there's a big like huge moment of acting here where koda's holding out his hand and and they hug in the ring again and there's like there's literally confetti that comes out from the fucking listen they love a good confetti man (laughs) new japan they love a good confetti Um, anytime the confetti budget insane I, I thought that it was a it, it was an effective angle. I think that it, it's something that is going to go into Kenny's next phase, which I do believe to be, in my opinion, should be his last phase in, in New Japan, where I want I would want him to win the IWGP title um, as a face, and then eventually face Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom next year and have Ibushi essentially win it and go on to to his into his role and, and actually get the title. Not sure if it'll happen, but I think that's the perfect storyline there. As far as the show, I thought, you know, both shows were, were pretty solid. I, I can't think of any standout match other than the Tanahashi match and an incredible Young Bucks match with uh, Rapongi 3K, which blew the Wrestle Kingdom match out of the water. I think it was one of my favorite matches of the weekend until TakeOver, obviously. But um, I, I, I think it was pretty solid. As far as the storyline goes, I'm, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with the Kenny Omega thing. I think that him and Kota Ibushi will be a great tag team together. I'm just not sure how they'll play the Bullet Club angle here it's 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 really hit or miss with the the booking in new japan but if you if you want to check it out definitely check out the angle at the end check out the young bucks match and check out the minoru suzuki tanahashi match they're both they're all great Easy, e- easily, you know. I mean, I'll, I'll check them out. Yeah, I definitely will. Um, one one more thing, and I think this is 
fucking super huge. This is super huge news coming out of the Rumble, which, of course, we're, we have coming up in a, in a few for you guys. Ronda Rousey is finally in the WWE, and um, she appeared at the end of the, the Royal Rumble event on Sunday night, showed up, big, big, big pop for her, showed up, pointed to the WrestleMania sign, tried to shake Oscar's hand, got it slapped away, smiled a little bit, they, which they cut the smile out on, on all subsequent uh, showings of that, but she shook, she shook Stephanie McMahon's hand, pointed to the WrestleMania sign, and it was over. Um, this has been rumored for weeks. I think one of our earliest shows, it was actually in the in the rumor mill in our No Holds Barred segment. We both we both have our opinions, or we both had our opinions about it. Now that it is finally real, um, I think that it was effective. I think her coming out was effective. I know a lot of people, and, we'll, and you know, they they felt the way about her coming out, you know, during Oscar's moment. But it, essentially, this is bringing so much attention to the women's division. This is a huge moment for them. And I think by proxy, just having Ronda there brings more eyes to them. And you could see the, the renewed focus that WWE had on them on Raw and SmackDown, honestly. I think it was I think it was 100% a great move to bring her in, especially at the Royal Rumble when a lot of people were sort of speculating. A lot of people were tuned in to see Ronda Rousey. And I think um, even the people there, you know, as we were counting down to number 30 and, you know, Trish Stratus came out, they were looking for Ronda Rousey. I think they delivered on everything. Um, I'd say the execution was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit jarring. I wasn't completely fond of the execution just because it seemed awkward. It didn't seem natural at all, you know. But I think they, to me, what it looked like, it was more of a photo op than an actual, like, uh, you know, just a wrestling sort of in the character of it all. It felt more like a photo op. Everyone has got photos of Ronda Rousey pointing to the WrestleMania side. It's going to be all over the web. It's going to be talked about all over the globe. In four seconds after it came out, you know, ESPN, you know, was already on it. They already knew the news. Like, it, it, it was a big story. It's a big story. She says she's full-time. She yeah. says she's invested. She said it's she her said, life. She said literally this is her life now. And, and I was like, that's that's some big words. And that's some big shoes to fill. I'm interested to see how they use her moving forward. Um, if it's in a full-time basis, like where she's on the road, or, you know, is it a part-time basis? I'm, I'm thinking the latter, a part-time, but, you know. Yeah, you, you want to keep her on a, on a kind of like a Brock schedule. And I think until she gets the hang of it, I think that's how you do it. You treat her as a as a big attraction. And there is obviously something there. Like, we don't know how good she is yet. And I don't think yeah. you want to mortgage her. And, and that actually goes into the role that she'll play on WrestleMania. Obviously, people have their speculations. I don't think it's going to be Asuka. Um, I, I think that was pretty clear from what happened on Sunday that it wasn't going to be Asuka. I do think that it will be either Charlotte or there, you know, Dave Meltzer floated around the idea that it would be a tag match with either The Rock or Brock, Braun Strowman with Ronda Rousey against Triple H and Stephanie. I don't know if I saw that either, but I, I think that we're starting to get pointed in the direction of Charlotte being the one, obviously, from what happened on SmackDown this week. And I think that's going to continue to happen until um, we set up the Charlotte and, Oscar match, or Charlotte and Rousey match. I think it's a, you know, it's a showing. I'm, I'm wondering about how she actually is in the ring because, you know, she got a lot of critique for a lot in the tail end of her UFC career. I mean, her UFC career may not even be completely over, but in the tail end of her last few appearances for just outrightly losing. And it could be the same sort of thing if she, you know, she, she gets in the ring and she shits the bed. But yeah. it seems like she's been training for a very long time. Um, 
or not a very long time, but she's at least been training. It's 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 more than I just signed and I'll be reporting to the performance center on Monday. Yeah, if, if you read training. the um, if you read the ESPN article, she had her bachelorette party at the WWE Performance Center. Like this, she's been there back and forth from from her gigs and acting and stuff like that. For, I want to say since last fall. So I, I know that she's been training with a lot of the girls at the at the PC. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what's going on. I, if I had to pick an opponent, it'll probably Charlotte. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just interested in seeing the the, the crowd's reaction to to Ronda being there. She did get some booze when she was mentioned on Raw and on SmackDown this week. There has been, there have been a big backlash on Ronda just from casual wrestling fans. Purists. Yeah, yeah, from I think wrestling, it's more wrestling just you know. Smarks, people who don't want, you know, all of a sudden, you know, people who care about people getting opportunity on Raw, but it's, a, it's everyone has to know by this point. It's it's for the bigger cause. It's for more eyes on the product. This yeah. isn't the first time we've done it. We've done it with Brock Lesnar. We've done it with The Rock, and it's both led to amazing numbers, and we've we've reaped the benefits. I think because of those, we get now we have a Ronda Rousey coming in, and we get it, it can continue to snowball. I don't agree with the booze necessarily. I think we all know what it is, and it should be an entertaining bout nonetheless. Absolutely, I, I I'm just interested to see how they book her. Obviously, you want to book her strong, you want to make her look strong, but you also have to get over the females that are in the division already. Like, you've even seen, like, the females like Nia Jax and Dana Brooke have been responding very negatively. I think it's a work, honestly. I don't think that they, I, I don't, here's the thing, like, Ronda's bringing in the bag. Like, if Ronda is against you, if Ronda is against Nia Jax, if Ronda is against the Dana Brooke, if Ronda is against the Sasha Banks, that's a bag. I don't see yeah. how anyone would be upset with that. I think there were, the women were more upset with the, 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 the moment that they feel as though she ruined for Asuka. And here's my thing. WWE production can cut that part out anytime they mention that on the, the first Women's Royal Rumble. Like, that's not a problem. This was just, to get, a, this was just to get a 24-hour news reaction. And they got that. ESPN's covering it. You know, Bleacher Report's covering it. I mean, obviously, they already cover it, but they put that on the front. It was a breaking news on the ESPN's front fucking page. Right. You know, like that's that's the bag, and I think they should. I think this was a huge for a, for a week that was full of ups and downs. Obviously, Enzo and the uh, XFL, but on the on the converse side, the the amazing weekend of shows. It was a great weekend for the WWE. I agree, and that capped it off. Um, and also one one more thing before we go into that, the uh, the coach Jonathan Coachman, speaking of ESPN, has returned to to Raw, the Raw broadcast team. Booker T was effectively replaced from his year long <laughs> filling in for David Otunga. Listen, at some point it wasn't a fill in. I think we all know. Um, you know, I, I I didn't you know I didn't realize that the coach wasn't working for ESPN anymore, and that he'd actually stopped working for ESPN in last year. But um. I don't know how I feel about the coach on Raw. I feel like Booker T brings a little bit of electricity, brings a little bit of original flair, and with the coach, it's kind of a bit two, two by two play by play guys. Yeah, um, he was and, rough. And, you know, he, he's rough on Raw. He was rough on Raw. He's rough. He was rough. Uh, there was a, there was a like notable point where he mentioned the Super Bowl, and Michael Cole cut him off really quickly. He was like, "This is like the Super Bowl," and then Michael Cole was like, "Well, we're talking about what's going on in the ring right now. We're not talking about the Super Bowl anymore." And it just it was very rough. But I think he'll ease back into it. Um, I'm wondering if he'll you know assume the role of the character, yeah. the coach, you know, the heel character, or he'll just you know continue in his you know. 
as sort of a reputation he's built over the last 10 years at ESPN or something. There needs to be but, a defined know, heel in that three-man booth. And I think, yeah, I think that takes away from Corey having coached there. I think so. I think um, I, I was hoping that – not hoping that he would replace Corey, but I think it would have made a little bit more sense um, as opposed to replacing Booker T. But maybe Booker T doesn't want to be on the road every week. Who knows? Or maybe but, they just realized that Booker T was more of a detriment than he was an advantage to that show. <laughs> I, like, I like Booker, though. Like, he's, he's insane, yes. 100% insane. Booker T is not in his – right. Booker T is just says things, just like off things. But I like – this different sort of energy that he brings to the table. It brings a little bit more life to it, um, as opposed to just being this, like, call analysis. I'm talking about, you know, Twitter and all this other stuff. He brings this, like, unpredictable, zany, you have no idea what he's going to say but next. He, but he, he would say that, and it actually takes away from the match sometimes. Like, it, it was actually detrimental to the match. I mean, I could see that. Like the Jason Jordan stuff, super. Like the, the him shitting on Apollo Cruz and all of them. Like whenever they're on, they're whenever they're on screen. Like that, it's it's detrimental to a lot of the talent, the stuff that he did sometimes. But true, true. But it's like a perspective that's like it's not given, which you're gonna get a similar perspective from all three guys on Raw. Like it'll be a little bit polarizing, but you're gonna get a you're gonna get a perspective that you actually like. Assuming between all those three guys that are currently there, you're probably going to get a perspective that you already assume. You're like, oh, Coach is going to be this way, Cole is going to be this way, and Corey's going to be this way. With Booker T, you have no fucking idea what he's going to say. And I like that. I don't know. I, I get it, though. I get it, though. It's detrimental to the show. I, I get it. But it's, it was, I think it was a little, you know, it was cool to me. You, are, like, you are insane. Uh, yeah. moving, on, <laughs> moving on to the weekend that was WWE. Uh, first up, we had the Saturday show, which was uh, NXT TakeOver, which started at around 7. Uh, it actually had Samoa Joe on the, on the pre-show panel, and, and a very great role for him, I think. I think Samoa Joe was excellent on the pre-show panel. I hope he doesn't get too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he keeps getting injured, <laughs> I think I know, that's right? going to be a reality for him. Um, I mean, let's just kind of go through TakeOver Philadelphia as a card. I, I thought it was it wasn't as good as War Games to me, but once again, I don't. Th- it was not a bad show. Like these are great shows from start to finish. It's amazing me how they managed to put these shows on for two hours, and they managed to do this for two straight years, three straight years, where it's literally two hours, and you know, there's no filler. More than two hours. It, this this one was obviously because of the the main event, but. They, these shows have been compa- like tightly compacted to at least two to two to two two hours to two, two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah. Um. I obviously we we can't talk about this show without talking about um, Johnny Gargano and Andrade Cien Almas three, which a lot of people are calling the the greatest match in NXT history, and they're calling it maybe one of the greatest matches in WWE history. I've watched it three times. I'm inclined to think that whatever you want to call that match, you can. I think it is my my front runner for for match of the year. I, I went ahead and just gave it to Dave Meltzer six stars. I'm throwing all the stars at the motherfucker. All of it, man. All of them. Line it up. Just from storytelling to match quality, there was not a single botch in this match. And I am completely surprised at that. I tried watching this match again and seeing if there was a single botch or a, or a missed spot or a blown call. Nothing. It was completely crisp. It was awesome. It was fast. It was like just everything that you wanted from a wrestling match was there. And I think it put these two guys in the fucking stratosphere. I think Johnny Gargano 
dude, he's one of my. Remember, we had that that list last year where it was AJ Styles, yeah. Kenny Omega. I I gotta bump down. I gotta bump down one of these guys. Like Johnny Gargano's up there for me. He's he's did a. I think the main event of the show is the perfect marriage of wrestling quality and also the wrestling theatrics, the sports entertainment of it all. You had um you know you had just a great match, just a great competitive match, back and forth, hard hitting. Everyone giving it giving it your all. The saying this is a championship match. It's Johnny Gargano, and you had it in in just two great roles as Cien Amos, the cocky champion who's on top, and then Johnny Gargano as the spunky sort of underdog and just like everyone playing their roles to a T. Right. You had Selena Vega getting involved and, and just adding another element to the match. And then, you know, Johnny Gargano's wife, Candice LeRae, making her first appearance on any NXT TakeOver show and just getting involved, too. I popped huge for that. I popped huge for that. Yeah, I popped, too. Like, the crowd was just so into it. The crowd is just so... It was just so... Like the the just everything, man. It was it was a really really amazing match. I give it you know five six stars. It's whatever. Like it's a it's it's an incredible match. Um, it, it stole the show. It's one of and it, here's the thing. Says their here's favorite the, match in NXT history. I agree. Here's the thing. Like this match, it, it wasn't like the match of the show was already dis- decided before it even came on. Like like Black and Cole, their Extreme Rules match is a fucking amazing match. I thought that was a stellar match. And that, that had to, was a great match. It man. was a great fucking match. But then it had to follow this like this show. Essentially, it is a two match show. I thought the tag match was really good. I thought the Velveteen Dream match was solid. I I'm, I'm pretty sure we're gonna talk about the Ember Moon match in a second. But I listen. If you have not watched this match, I urge you to go find it. I think that it's up there with Okada and Omega Part Two. I think that as far as the storytelling, as far as what it meant to Johnny Gargano as being up there on that big stage in a main event level as a single star it meant it's i don't want to see another storyline main event their mania show other than champa gargano i don't think that there is a better main event on that show right now than that just as far as and nxt just has a wealth of fucking great characters that i could say that but i could also get black and almost and i'd I'd still be okay with that you know And, and i think that's the direction going on next obviously uh, Alistair Black and Adam Cole had a fucking barn burner of a match where Alistair Black did defeat Adam Cole. Listen, Adam Cole took some crazy bumps in that match, too. I'm talking about, like, a, a backbreaker over two chairs that were facing away from each other, which yeah, is ridiculous. Yeah, just over the point of the chair right in the upper spine. It's, it's jarring. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't... I that It's hard to watch that spot. I think that... That spot, like, to me, that spot didn't get a bigger reaction than... The kendo stick spot where Alistair Black got hit with a kendo stick in mid-flight, or the the double knee through the table, like people just kind of winced at that 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 uh, that spot. Yeah, I mean, I winced. I, I did a little bit harder than wincing. Like I actually felt it, but it, I think it was to the point. You know, what? I think it was because there, there wasn't an audible sound to it. There wasn't a real strong crack. It just sort of happened. But I think it, that was a brutal spot, man. It just looked and ridiculous. I think we can't forget, like, even, you know, even post and Almas, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa making his return. Yeah. Um, it kind of gets buried under, you know, just such a great match, but he made his return. He doesn't look completely re- fully recovered. 
it, I like that we're just starting to build now. He was he was limping, and I and I don't think that. Uh, I, I I don't think that he's fully recovered either. I, I know that somebody said it might be a work, and I'm just like I'm, I'm I not like too it. sure. You know what? That. Even if it is a work, I like it. It's yeah. a little bit more rugged. It's a little bit more extreme. It makes it seem like he's someone who's hell bent on revenge. That he would go out. He's not fully recovered and do that. Like you know, knowing maybe he'll be back in like a month or two months, and he'll get his chance at the biggest stage of them all. But I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I um I I really did like that that's that angle as well. We'll we'll see. Obviously NXT will be taping this week for their uh shows leading up to I think the month before. I think it'll probably end at around the March seventh mark and that'll lead them in to take over uh in New, New Orleans. But I can't wait to see what their February shows look like. We'll, we'll start to see a little bit more of what came out of that show. But I know the Velveteen Dream and Johnny Gargano and almost obviously and, and Aleister Black will be big parts of that. I'm interested to see where Adam Cole will go from here. But I think that they're going to end up. I, I'm, they may be ending that sanity feud with Adam Cole in it. I love how they've kept him away from the belt. It's been very clever the way that they've kept Adam away from the belt because we know he's going to get it. We just don't yeah. know. We don't know when he's going to get it. So I, I think that that's a really good way to, to keep him away and put him in all these feuds with other people. But I do want to talk about Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler's match. A lot of people did not like this match outright or they did not like the finish. I really liked this match a lot. I thought it did a lot for me as far as Ember Moon's character and Shannon Baszler's character as well. I thought it built Ember Moon as someone who will not give up yeah. at any cost. Right. Um, because I thought this was going to be a shoe-in. I thought this was, all right, we slap it on as we're out of here. But Shayna Baszler, I think they protected her finish by not even giving her the opportunity to slap on that, you know, rare naked choke. Right. But it's... Um, I, I thought it was creative. I thought it was taking advantage, you know, a veteran in the ring taking advantage of someone who's, you know, it's literally their first match. Right. They're transitioning from UFC. You know, they're not as seasoned in the ring, and she's someone whose own, whose own confidence, whose own bravado really got Did the worst of her because she couldn't let go of that hold, and then she got caught up really quickly. Yeah, and the, and the, and the crux of the match was obviously Ember, the arm work, and I thought the arm work was perfect, and, and, and the drama of the arm work where she had her in the arm bar for, I want to say, two to three minutes where Ember's trying to escape the arm bar, and it's like, I'm sitting there like, oh my God, they're going to beat her. And I'm like, they're going to beat her, and she's only had this title till, since November. And I was like, because remember, I said it might end in a, in a, no, in a, in a, you know, a non-finish. Um, I actually thought the way that they did it was better than what I predicted it as, where it's like, you know, Shayna, her, her own, like you said, her own confidence took her out, and she rolled her up for the pen. A lot of people said that it was bullshit, it was boring, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, listen, like, for people who haven't seen the storyline with Ember Moon, it's been standing up to the bully. It's been, and that was the perfect way to, to to take the bully out of her element. I think this leads to a submission match. Obviously, like the submission match between Ember and Shayna, that might be the the way that Shayna gets the gets the belt. But I think for someone who has only had this belt since November, you do not beat her because you're still. To me, they're still rehabbing Ember because of what what Oscar did to her. I agree. Like Oscar really, Oscar really hurt the the credibility, if you will, of Ember as far as in ring. It's like the way that she won the belt. I, a lot of people didn't agree with that. So like, you don't want to have her. And, and to me, like, it was portrayed as a fluke win to the character of Shayna Baszler. 
but to the audience, it should be conveyed as she escaped. She survived. And I love that storyline going into it. So I really did like that match. But all in all, NXT TakeOver at Philadelphia was a fucking excellent show. I thought, I thought it was up there with, with, uh, with Russell Kingdom to me. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was excellent. I thought it was good. It's a pretty good show. So um, we're, we're going to get into the Royal Rumble, uh, the actual Royal Rumble. Where do you want to start, Mills? Do you want to go into the matches and bring Rob into it, or do you just want to go with a, with, a, with a general overview? I just want to do, let's go with a general overview, because I feel like, you know, it, it, it's beyond the two main events, it's not a huge show to write home about. I mean, we had a, we had a nice opener between, you know, I think better than people expected of AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Good match. With AJ Styles. Yeah, good match. It was screwy ending, you know, as always. It makes me think that something's wrong in, in the SmackDown waters just because referees can't handle their things right, and the referees who replace them can't handle it either. 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 So it's a it's a it's a screwy finish. We got the Usos versus you know Gable and Benjamin in a good match. Um, we got Jason Jordan, Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins versus the Bar in a solid match that really just got overshadowed by the initial Royal Rumble. Yeah, the men's um, Rumble. They, there was a lot of matches in this, um, and I think when they when they if they're going to be doing the two Rumble format, which they should because they've proven that it works and there's no overlap, and I think that they should continue this. They got to work out the undercard. Like, the, the, that bar match completely died. And I think for more reasons than just one, because you also have to remember that Jason Jordan was injured. Um, but they, they, that, they didn't give a shit about that match at all. Yeah, I, neither would I, because you know what? We've seen it on Raw how, a million times. Exactly. Not a million, but at least multiple times. Like, we've seen it. it it's happened. Like, I get it. Um, and then we had the Universal Championship match, the Triple Threat match, which, you know, went as well as everyone pretty much expected it to um, and the result was as everyone expected it to with Brock Lesnar retaining the championship yeah and, uh, and Brock, Lesnar, Brock Lesnar punching the fuck out of Braun Strowman after getting knee in the face by him uh, shoot shoot a uh, shoot knee it was a shoot knee shoot knee shoot receipt how about that yeah shoot receipt <laughs> but um, let's, let's go into the, the rumble let's start off with the women's rumble and, and what we'll do here is we'll actually bring in our guest Rob so let me bring him in right now all right, and I have on the line here the winner of our inaugural uh, Royal Rumble pool. Uh, I mean, obviously, we talked about this before, but this was a pool that was very hotly contested and debated during the night of the Rumble. Yeah. I had a really great time doing it, and it, it, it was yet another instance of we didn't exactly get this one right on the money. Like, this, this winner did not win. <laughs> On the on the on the exact thing, but uh, he he actually won, and and I I think you came the closest of anyone. You you drew number twenty three. Yeah, I had really good numbers. Yeah, and Oscar won at twenty five. So you actually drew Ember yeah, Moon. Yeah, was close. You drew Ember Moon, which was which was awesome because she got actually got eliminated by the winner. But we have mm-hmm. we have Rob on the line, man. How you doing? What's up, man? What's up? I'm glad to be here. This is tough. Um, first I want to shout out to you and Meals for doing this show. Like. It's really good to see like people of color getting into wrestling because you don't really see a lot of it this like today. Yeah, um, it, it's it's been a not not tough, but it's been a, a really cool learning experience. It's been a it's been really cool learning about how many people really appreciate the show and what it gives to people of color. And you do your own podcast as well, am I am I correct? The forecast. Yeah, man, I do the forecast with my boy Steven Nelson. So we trying to boost up the Bronx 
Bronx. Like, since we got Jesus Mero and we got Cardi, we just trying to bring the Bronx on to the map. The Bronx is really winning this year. I, I, I yeah, have to we, say. we out here. It's, it's a big time. All these jokes, all these Tim jokes, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's, over it's coming into our favor. It's over for that. Yeah. But um, let, let's get into the women's rumble a little bit. Um, I I thought the rumble match was was really good. It was really solid. Um, there were a couple of like you know, couple of parts where I thought it could have it could have been better or a little bit truncated or a little bit shorter. I mean, um, yeah. I, but one major problem I had with it before we get to the positives is that I really did not like the legends throwing out the new girls like that. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. Like when she said it, I just started noticing it more and more. Like I felt they weren't gonna do that with like Taker's wife, but then with every legend, it's like, all right, yeah, you gotta I, have you have to have your own homegrown talent show out. Yeah, and Michelle McCool had four eliminations. Yeah, like I know, I know Taker was in the bag, and he's like, "Y'all not gonna have her thrown out OD quick." Yeah, and I I thought it was it was kind of ridiculous, especially when you had people like Molly Holly who who haven't yeah. even been in the ring for I, for years who mm-hmm. were, were throwing throwing women out. Um, I think she had the most eliminations. Actually, Michelle McCool had five eliminations. And the second yeah. most eliminations were Nia Jax and Nikki Bella with four, which e- that's even pushing it with Nikki there. Yeah, for real. Like I was like I, I understood like you wanna you wanna have like a great first ever women's Rumble match, but I would have appreciated it more had it been like the talent that's already there getting their shine. Yeah, um, I I think that I mean that was obviously a, a major issue. Another major issue I had was I thought that some of the women, even the newer women, there were completely uh, ineffective in, in the way they were booking them, and namely the Absolution yeah. and, and the Riot Squad, who I thought they brought up for the exact reason to have this match. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to show out, but they were just just a part of the match. That's what it was. Yeah, it, especially when, when you have someone who, who's a great talent like Ruby Riot, who lasted 11 minutes, which was, mm-hmm. I think she might have been the third or fourth longest person in the match. But uh, it's it still... It was still disappointing to see her get thrown out just unceremoniously by Nia Jax. Yeah. It's it. I can't even really knock it because it was, the, it was their first shot at it. So maybe next year it's going to change up. Like they, they'll figure out what went wrong and it'll become a, like one of the best rumbles they could have. Like second try is not that hard to do. Yeah. I, I also think that by, the, by this time next year we'll have a lot more women. I, obviously because of the, the focus that's going to be on the women's division. I think 2018 yeah. is going to be crazy for the women's division. Yeah, I can't wait. How did you feel about Lita in the match? <laughs> Lita, it was cool to see Lita. Like, it was, it was cool. Like, because um, I was so used to her doing pre-shows, but to see her get in the ring and hang out with the, the women now, like, you can see it in their face. They were all having fun. Yeah, I, I also, um, let, let's just talk about the fact that Lita almost killed herself. Yeah, she night. was bugging. Like, <laughs> you might as well, you might as well go out, go out with a, like a blaze of fire. Fuck it. Yeah, she did this moonsault onto, uh, I think it was Sasha Banks and Becky. And she damn near broke her fucking neck. She, she nearly <laughs> landed on her head. I thought that was like the scariest part of the match for me. Was it was it before that that the, the crowd chanted you still got it or was it after that? Yeah, they were lying. I think <laughs> <laughs> they were lying. They were definitely lying. I, I was I did not think that she. I think she overdid it, and I think yeah. she should have kept it like she could have. She should have kept it like very very real. Like don't try and do that shit. Um, I, another <laughs> surprise that we had during the match, obviously Molly Holly and Michelle McCool. We mentioned them. Uh, Kelly Kelly, who completely made me realize why she was who she was back in the day. Yeah, she was just there 
to be eyes, eyes for the crowd. Like she was awful. She botched a she botched a uh, a hurricane run, ironically on uh, Michelle McCool, which looked. It was like so many generations of women's wrestling in that ring, and you could tell which generation they were from. Yeah, for real. Like, I actually have it on right now, scrolling through it. Yeah. And, like, I'm just... Tori, uh, Tori Wilson just got eliminated. Like, By Sonya Deville, yeah. which is... Yeah. Weird, weird. Just so a couple of weird eliminations there. I think the weirdest elimination for me... Um, obviously, the NXT women um, were in the match, of course. Kyrie Sane appeared, and also Ember Moon appeared toward the end. Ember Moon was actually who you drew for at number twenty three, which I thought was a was the coolest draw of the of the night on our pool. Yeah, it was cool to see her. Yeah, it was, and she was also selling, and I think that was a really yeah. good. She came out like Gohan with one arm. Like it was cool <laughs> to see. And she she did her thing. She she was in for about five or six minutes. I uh-huh. I, I believe that. Just showing, and the thing is, it was cool to see her notice Asuka and her and Asuka go at it. It was also not cool to remind everyone exactly why Ember Moon and Asuka need to be away from each other for as long as possible. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Because Asuka nerfed her almost immediately. Yeah, but it it was cool to see that little rivalry from NXT. It still sucks that she got the title that way. Yeah. But it's, we'll, we'll get past it. I hope. I, I think it's going to be rough for her in NXT because I, I already feel like the fans don't really take her seriously as a as a world beater. I think they take maybe Shanna Baszler a lot more seriously than her. Yeah. I could tell that a little bit from watching TakeOver. Yeah. Um, also, Kyrie Sane getting, getting eliminated by uh, Dana Brooke. Uh, very interesting. I'm, yeah. No one's really mentioned that either uh, on the outset of it. I completely it. forgot. Like, I'm, I'm scrolling through right now to see when Kyrie comes out. She's only in for four minutes. She's she comes out number six. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, she's been gone. She, yeah, she's <laughs> <laughs> she's been gone. Like I, I've been past that. She's literally, uh, but I, Kyrie's actually been dealing with an injury, so it makes sense why she might yeah, not be in that. Yeah, you don't want to like have her work too much, and then you re-aggravate that. Even though she uh, did like two of those insane elbow drops. <laughs> yeah, she was going crazy. Yeah, but, but you got uh, you got to use the time wisely. But overall, I think the last, uh, I think the final four, when it came down to Sasha, Asuka versus the Bellas, that was probably my favorite part of the match. Obviously, this, the same kind of style with the men's match where it became a four-way and it became an extended two-way. Um, I thought that it, it, was in, it was incredible, and that did a lot for Asuka as far as building yeah, her as Yeah, it really did. It was cool to see the Bella twins in the ring, and then obviously uh, Nikki swears Bree. Yeah, again. But, but it was awesome to see it, though. Very cool. I, I, one, one thing that, I, I mean, we're obviously forgetting about number 30. We all thought it would be Ronda Rousey. I think a lot of people expected that. A great swerve, or not even a great swerve, but a, a great honor and for it to be Trish Stratus, be number 30 at, the, at this Rumble, and or the first Rumble, and be thrown out by Sasha Banks, who is someone who Sasha Banks has looked up to for a very long time. Yeah, that, that looked like a good Mania match to me, honestly. She can still go. Trish is still yeah. really good. If anybody still had it, it was Trish. She was going crazy. And I think the, the fact that she has been away for so long made it a lot more important. Yeah. It's not like you... I couldn't really tell the ring rust in her. Like, she was just, she was going. Yeah. She could hang with the new kids. So, coming out of this Rumble, obviously, you have Asuka winning the match. She did not get a chance to... 
you know, give her decision, obviously, because Ronda Rousey came out, and that is the big part of the story. But just kind of hammering in on Asuka in itself, we saw in Raw that she... Um, has, she's, she was told, basically, she didn't have to make a decision just yet because Alexa Bliss would have to defend her title in the Elimination Chamber. Where do you think the Asuka storyline is going? Where do you think she is going? Uh, I do see her going up against Alexa and Ronda going towards Charlotte. That's a big money match, Flair versus Ronda. And um, with Asuka, I feel like they'll, they'll bring back, like they'll wrap back to the whole Ronda and Asuka thing because at the end of the match... She tried to shake her hand. She smacked it away. Yeah. And she, Ronda basically ruined her moment, which everybody kind of felt like you can't, like, it came out, really couldn't, like, take in the moment of she won the very first Women's Royal Rumble. So it was just all Ronda. So eventually I feel like they'll come back to that around Mania time. Yeah, or, or after. I think, I think Ronda yeah. and Asuka is a great SummerSlam match. I, yeah, that, that's gonna that's gonna kill in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think you have I think you have Oscar win the title. I think you have Ronda go away after. Um, I think you have Ronda go away after WrestleMania because I think you want to make Ronda the 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 Brock of the women's division and and who's not going to be on every week because you want to make her a big thing, but you also want to keep Oscar strong. Then you have Streak versus Streak, and you and you have the Oscar Ronda Rousey feud almost be like the Goldberg and Brock Lesnar feud. Yeah, going into the that's fall. gonna have everybody's eyes are gonna be on that from UFC people to, to obviously WWE. Absolutely, I especially Ronda's haters. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I but I, I do believe as you said that it will be Alexa. But what if there's a swerve and it, we get Nia and Asuka at the at Mania? It'd be I'd like to see it because they they've had solid matches when they when they fought in NXT. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was, it's going to be something terrible. Like, I know Asuka and Nia, they, they'll have that chemistry to call back from NXT matches. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Asuka, of course, is the first winner of the Royal Rumble. I'm really glad that they're keeping, they're keeping strong and they're, they're staying patient with her. I think that's the, yeah. that's the best thing about Asuka right now. She's continued to look strong. She's continued to look dominant. And I think that just the Rumble win and having her be the first, she's a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame at this point. There's no, there's yeah, no question. Yeah, she, she's first ballot, honestly. Yeah, no question about it. Asuka <laughs> remains strong. Um, I want to thank you, Rob. For, for joining the, the Rumble pool and, and, Anytime, join, man. and joining us on the show to talk about the Women's Rumble a little bit. Is there anything you want to push? Uh, just follow follow me, my friends, at Sunday Forecast on Twitter. I'm Ugly New York. Some maybe listeners know of me, but just follow me there. We just have the fire content. We coming from the Bronx and just have fun with us. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, no we'll, problem, we'll definitely have you back on the show. Thank you for talking about the Rumble. And, you know, we'll see you later. See you later. Be safe, man. Thank All you. All right. Man, thank you, Rob, for that review of the Women's Royal Rumble. And congratulations to him for winning our first Royal Rumble pool. So, Mills, what, like, what did you think of the Women's Rumble as a whole? I thought it was fun. I thought it was more fun than I previously anticipated. And yes, everyone did go over the top rope. I've been told <laughs> about that in my mentions and, and on other podcasts for the last week. So yes, they did go over the top rope. I thought it was fun. I really did. I thought it was fun. I thought it was competitive. I thought, you know, it is it. 
perhaps maybe a few questionable decisions and sort of everyone too many too much going through the middle rope under the bottom rope where you didn't really know who was still left in the ring or who was still left in the rumble at the time but it, the fun moment with Vicky Guerrero I thought was cool um I love Kelly Kelly. I know she's terrible. I know she's a oh shit. I love Kelly Kelly. Jesus I just Christ. have to admit it right there. Um, Michelle McCool somehow eliminating like four people, which yeah, blew my mind. Yeah, and, and and like like Rob said, is like that's something that we did not expect coming in. Uh, was all the legends getting to the younger girls like that? But and I think that you know going into the future, going into these matches, I think they're gonna start, you know giving more women from NXT they're going to start calling more women up like they're they're stacked like that that yeah. developmental roster is crazy like we could realistically see a Bianca Belair in the Rumble next year and that's what excites me and I, and I think we got our nostalgia out and I, I mean obviously there are a couple of women that are still left I think we have Ivory still left uh, they could bring back Jazz or someone like that like they could bring Victoria back Victoria you got a lot Summer Rae maybe I think it was maybe too soon Summer Rae is just like Yeah I'm not doing this Fuck it Emma Emma Yeah like She could come back Bring back Emma You know Give Emma a chance I thought it was was really well I thought the appearance Of Trish Stratus Worked out really well I thought Believe it or not The final two Between Asuka and Nikki Bella I did not think Nikki Bella Could still go like that But she She brought it Um, And you know Asuka was a winner So congratulations to Asuka But yeah You know just a good females Royal Rumble overall. Yeah, I, I think that they definitely showed that they could they could really show out, and I and I didn't feel any exhaustion or fatigue from the first Rumble. And I think if they continue to book these shows right, and and here's the thing about the Royal Rumble, like it is a show that you can literally cannot fuck up, and they've literally done it almost four years in a row, except for this one. And I think that if you book it right, they're not going to get tired of it. And, like, even to a point where, like, there were people that were thrown out, and I was expecting the crowd to turn on them. And then this this is really prevalent in the Males Royal Rumble, too, where it's like, I think, you know, they're going to Daniel Bryan this, and they didn't. And um, I, I think if they continue to book these shows correctly, then you won't you won't see that happen. But let's go into the the male Royal Rumble, the, the men's Royal Rumble, if you will, which to me, I, mean, I know we did our we did our um, we did our ranking of the Royal Rumbles. I think this might be a top three Royal Rumble to me of all time. I agree. It, it had a lot of callbacks. I think everyone in here, everyone in this Royal Rumble was a star in their own right. I don't think we had any sort of, um, if, sorry, even people that were used previously in the night or used again in the night, like they brought it. They put, they put in the bar. They put in, you know, Seth Rollins. You know, we I had, had a, appearance. I had a problem with Sheamus getting thrown out and then winning the tag titles right after, though. I, I mean... Seamus, you know, Seamus has his Seamus has his wear and tear. That night he just turned forty. You know, he's a <laughs> he, he's a he's he's getting up there. I don't know if he can go fully or as long as you know we think he is, or he probably can, but he probably just didn't want to. I don't know. It, it's I have no mind. I I didn't mind it. I thought it was great for you know Heath Slater and Rhino possibly give them an opportunity in the future for the tag team championships or something along those lines. Maybe you could edge that in. But I thought it, I thought it was really good. Good. I thought we had a lot of a lot of Rusev Day. You know, I love the Rusev Day. And let's um, just get into like the individual kind of storylines that that went into the into this Rumble. You had Heath Slater, which had the comedy. He he had the comedy spot where he yeah. was he was thrown. He was beat up before he got into the ring by Baron Corbin, who I thought had a great kind of uh, connective tissue through this match, where it, where Baron Corbin did get eliminated by Finn Balor. And he proceeded to beat everybody the fuck up in the in the ring, and I thought that protected him in a way that SmackDown doesn't do. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, he was. And it, it, it was a great moment. It was unpredictable. It was just like, what what's going to happen next? Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, the the appearances from Andrade, Cien Almas, and, and, and Adam Cole I in, in this Royal Rumble. I popped Fantastic. Too. I thought, you know, it's just the, the influx of NXT and them just holding their own. I mean, Cien Almas, they're nearly in there for 30 minutes. Just after having a barn, another thirty-minute match the night before, I thought it was amazing. I thought that that um, said. I thought that Adam Cole and Almas being in that match said so much to how the WWE feels about them. Like I think that I think obviously Cole is a, is a shoe in to be shot straight to the top when he gets in, but I think Almas being uh, that Hispanic star that they've been looking for since Del Rio left, I think mm-hmm. that's him right there. They have him. Speaking of Hispanic stars, Rey Mysterio returning for the first time. It wasn't that long. It's been like three years since he's been really let go by the WWE. But just for the first time, and when you when you look on YouTube, because you know I got to do by the numbers on YouTube every week. I'm, I'm watching the numbers. His more than the Ronda Rousey announcement, more than the Oscar winning, more than Shinsuke Nakamura winning. The okay, well the week. the Ronda Rousey thing, and, and once again, you're getting really tied up in this YouTube thing. The Ronda no, Rousey thing. The Ronda Rousey thing. Is that the Ronda Rousey thing is at 1.6 or 2 million at least now on, on the WWE YouTube, but you have to remember how much this that clip got shared everywhere of course. else. She, of that doesn't course. mean Ray was bigger than her. Like she is clearly I'm, I'm bigger. I'm not saying Ray was bigger than her, but it's a testament. Look, it's a, you have 8.5 million for Ray Mysterio. That it's means a testament a to what? What is it a testament for Ray to? Mysterio. Like I'm just saying, it's a, it shows the stock in Ray Mysterio. It shows the stock that they need that next big Hispanic star because look at him. Like 8.5 million views on just his return. That means all of Mexico was waiting on bated breath for Ray Mysterio to return. But to that doesn't. Doesn't mean that he's bigger than Ronda. And I mean he's bigger than Ronda on the YouTube. No, no, that's <laughs> that's not even how that works, Mills. Come on, dog. Like you said the same. You said, you said the same shit about uh, about gender. You know, gender, listen, and gender was champion for months. How about that? He was champion for months because they were they had a show in India and then they realized halfway through, holy shit, he's not gonna draw. That's why gender got dropped. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll oh, see my, oh my! Oh my God! Get off thing. of you the. Know, but you gotta keep in touch with the with the kids and the YouTube. You know. Listen, if if that convinces them, and I'm pretty sure it's not, if that convinces them to give Rey Mysterio a bag, then they're crazy. Because I don't know if he can he can do that. Even on a part-time schedule, I don't know if we can do that every every fucking show. But uh, the, I, I thought that of, of everyone in the men's rumble, this was a Royal Rumble that rehabbed a lot of guys. Even on the on the women's side, it was Sasha Banks. But on the men's side, this rehabbed a number of guys. I think this rehabbed Nakamura to a point where he lasted for 40 minutes, and it and it looked better than when he had been a, on the show on a fucking main roster show for a whole year. And it helped Finn Balor, who lasted in fifth for 55 minutes, and he was in the final four. And I think that that shows the confidence that the WWE has in these two guys right now to go up against John Cena and Roman Reigns, you know, in the final four. I thought that final four segment was fucking great. I thought I I would give that alone four stars. 
I thought it was amazing Final Four. I thought it was amazing Final Two, and I thought it was just a great decision. I mean, I didn't pick him, but I knew he was in the running for Nakamura to win the Royal Rumble. I mean, it was incredible. I think it, it, this was the moment that he needed. To me, this is the moment he needed about six months ago when he faced Jinder Mahal. And I hope he gets that win back. And I and I hope he gets that win back. He does. He needs to get that win back against Jinder. I, I think that is a a very a very big black mark on his um, on his whole run right now because I think Jinder is literally like the only lo- like the only two losses he's had out of like right. three or four losses like Jinder is the only losses he's had on TV he needs to get those losses he needs to get those wins back I, I think those hurt him a lot last summer but I, even with even with the Roman Reigns section I I love how the WWE used Cena and Reigns to play on the and I don't I don't know if you noticed this like they play on the on the audience they 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 take the heat for being heels like both of them played proper heels in, in the Royal Rumble in the Final Four and they use the crowds it's like this trigger that they have against these two guys where it's like when Roman and Nakamura are in there everyone's saying that Roman's gonna win and the WWE swerves you every single time they did it last year with, with Roman and Randy Orton Roman was in the Final Two last time too and they, they swerve you every single time by not going with what you think it was and Roman and, he, and, and, and Nakamura had a great fucking uh, Final Two match down the stretch Throws Roman out with the uh, hits the Kinshasa, Kinshasa, throws Roman out in a fucking huge moment with, with Shinsuke where he wins the, the Royal Rumble. And I'm super happy and I'm very glad they went with the decision because it is not a bad thing to go with predictable. And I knew yeah. it, 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 and it's, it's not a bad thing to have Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. It's a certified dude, certified, certified match there that is going to get you at least four stars there because you're going to get a Nakamura that fucking cares. And I, I think that, you know, when you when you on the outset of it, he needed this. And I think this is the perfect time to start rehabbing him. I think SmackDown this week, even though I don't think it was a, a great show, it was a good show to rehab Nakamura and bring and put him back on the forefront. I just hope that they can keep this up for the next, uh, you know, nine, to, nine to 12 weeks. Yeah. Like it's going to be really tough because just the, just the way SmackDown is. But we'll get to SmackDown in a second. But all in all, I thought Royal Rumble was it was a great fucking show. I thought it was a great show. I thought the two Royal Rumbles delivered. Um, I wasn't necessarily tired or terrible or anything like that. I think they both delivered in their both own original way. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, really, really good show there. Let's go into the actual uh, weekly shows from uh, the post-Rumble Raw, which I thought was really solid, which set, which started setting up the Road to WrestleMania matches, which starts at Elimination Chamber next month. Uh, they had a bunch of qualifying matches, which were obviously the uh, Braun Strowman and Kane fi- uh, last man standing, which makes sense. Finn Balor and yeah. John Cena, which makes sense because they were the final one of the final four in the Royal Rumble. That makes sense for them to be in it. And you had Elias and Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy. which makes no sense. Well, you know, they have history, and they just wanted a good match for Elias to win. How did you feel about John Cena versus Finn Balor and the result of it? Uh, I think that it was a great match. Let me let me get that yeah. out the way. It was a great fucking match. This a lot of people were upset because they 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 feel as though they're hurting Finn once again. Nothing. Listen, the guy barely loses. Okay, like he only loses to like top guys. He's yeah. not hurt with this match. This is obviously building. To something. Every time he's he, he lost to Seth Rollins two weeks ago, they did a long shot where it's showing you know his face looking dejected. They did the same thing uh, on Monday night with him and John Cena. 
I don't I, I don't agree. I'm sorry. Like, sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I don't agree that this is hurting Finn as long as the storyline that they're building and what I think they're building to, which will obviously be either a turn or a different attitude for him, actually happens. I, I agree. I agree. I think it's leading towards something. And then I also thought, just on John Cena's side, John Cena needs to win, you know? Yeah. John Cena comes back, he's he's putting all these guys over, and he's, he's doing all those things. But at some point, John Cena needs to win. He needs to show why he's one of the, the best that it, that that's out there and why he was the last four in the Royal Rumble and why he's a 16-time WWE champion, that he pulls it out when it matters. I thought it was overkill to me. I thought the, you know, the attitude adjustment off the top rope. I mean, how many... You can't finish every match with that sometimes he just needs to go down with the regular attitude well you had to you, well I think that was more of a testament to Cena trying to finish the match and make Finn look strong because he did the, yeah. he did the attitude adjustment already in the match and obviously that's the mat that's the move that put AJ away or, or it almost put AJ away like AJ's kicked out of that before but it's like you know it's playing off of it's playing off of Cena being like, I'm just, I'm not trying to be a bad guy. I'm not trying to deny Finn his WrestleMania. Uh, but match. I gotta do what I gotta do. Absolutely, and I think that Finn's storyline is him trying to get on WrestleMania because he has never been on WrestleMania, and I think he's gonna go for somebody, either good, good or bad, to try and get on that card. I agree. Um, we also had an amazing match between Asuka and Sasha Banks on Raw. Just the first—I don't know if it's the first inklings of a heel Sasha Banks. She was very aggressive coming out of the Royal Rumble. Just not even just last night, but in the Royal Rumble too. Like she was very aggressive in that Royal Rumble. And there may be some sting with Ronda Rousey coming back. There may be some sting with her not winning and Asuka winning. There may be some sting with her not—you know—reclaiming the you know Raw Women's Championship in quite a, some time. But we may be looking at a Sasha Banks turn but that match was incredible um you know talk about match of the year contenders i probably have to put that one up there just from the brutality of it all just from the spots just from the insanity of just both women putting everything they got out there and the final spot of just sasha just having to succumb and and just tap out to the oscar lock no one is ready for oscar and she, she thought she was and she is absolutely that's not. that fucking spot where she jumped out of the ring and got kicked in the face i i can't watch that match because of that spot that spot is scary I, as fuck I watched it. It looked like um, her. I, it looked like she jumped out, but her legs caught the apron, yep. so she was able to sort of. Uh, it's not necessarily. It's not the impact of falling between the ropes and directly on your head, but it's like a lesser impact. But it, it still looks pretty insane. Looked like she hit the Sasha. LED. It looks like she hit the LED screen too on the way down. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, she's a. She's kind of. She kind of has that sort of body type that was like. It looks like it can take a very brutal. You know, she's small, so that when when she gets hit hard, it's very brutal. But I just thought that match was amazing. Just both, you, that's a WrestleMania caliber match to me. Yeah, like it's something that could happen at WrestleMania. But I don't it, think it will. But but it's good know. that it, it's good that it happened here because it's I, I, and I and again I didn't mind it here because it seemed as though it looks as though it's going to be something that leads to Sasha. Her whole character changing, uh, and 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 I think her Sasha and Roman's storylines are kind of like intersecting in a way where it's like, okay, these are very desperate. They're trying to get onto WrestleMania, and I think that's a great story. And I think that you you kind of take them in different ways. Like maybe we haven't seen Roman's story break out, but like 
the Miz keeps beating him. Obviously, the Miz beat him on, on Monday night for the Intercontinental title or to, re, to retain his Intercontinental title. But it's like it's getting very serious where these these three, they could miss their WrestleMania shot and they want to get on. And, and to me, I think the, the direction is going to be Sasha Bailey, finally. And I think we'll get Roman Brock. Obviously, that's the big story on, 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 on Raw. But I think we might get Finn and The Miz or the, the club versus The Miztourage. I think that's the only logical uh, option next for Finn. Yeah, because you've kept you've kept Miz strong. Yeah, because you kept Miz strong by beating Roman twice. Having Finn go over on 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 Miz makes him look even better. Um, and it looks like we're also setting up for the first ever women's elimination chamber, which should be interesting in how that goes with the ten tons of steel and the brutality of it all, and they're you know just doing that twice I think I think it'll be cool and these are long matches too because I think the intervals are like 10 minutes I 5 to 10 minutes elimination chambers yeah they're, they're very long matches I think that um when it when it when it comes down to it I think the elimination chamber for the women is going to be very interesting because it is for the title obviously I don't think Alex is going to walk out with that title. I really think we're going to get Asuka and Naya I think that's the big match for me I don't want to see Asuka's already beaten Alexa why would I want to see yeah. that again? I don't think there's any need for me to see that again. I want to see Asuka Nia Jax. That would be cool. And I think it, any sort of combination you see, even with the Sasha Banks thing, I think any sort of combination would sort of work out really, really well. Um, you know, we've seen Asuka Bailey before. I don't think they'll go with that just because they hate Bailey. But, <laughs> but you know, we've seen we've seen all these combinations before, and it's just Asuka's just a proven star. Like she's a she's a star on the rise, and I don't think there's anyone that can sort of get in her way of winning that women's championship at WrestleMania. Unless you're uh, Ronda Rousey, but I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, let's get into. Smackdown. A little, a little bit of Smackdown. Smackdown wasn't anything to sort of ride home about. Again. Um, okay, or can yeah. you finally agree with me I, that Smackdown was I, I agree. It, was a, it wasn't a bad show. To me, it wasn't a bad show still. It was it a nothing was, show. It was a nothing show. Yeah, it was, you know, we had, we, I think, um, general manager Daniel Bryan planning the seeds of dissension between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Which made no sense them. because... You know, Daniel Bryan and Shane didn't have a they didn't have a spot on Royal Rumble. They they didn't show up at all. Nothing was no, nothing was done there. But even on this show, Daniel Bryan's back to being a face. Yeah, I, I have no idea what they're doing. I really have no idea. Um, but we're getting Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens next week, and you know, in the main event when they're in a tag team match against Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles, they had a little dissension between them. And you know, it, it was kind of you know it was kind of. I'll, I'll be interested to see where it goes. I think we're going to get a swerve and they're going to get back together, but it's for the number one contendership and the winner will face AJ Styles at Fastlane. In March, um, so good luck building in that. In March, for, yeah, for I know. Um, just, it might end up a triple threat, I'll just be honest. Um, they introduced something called the SmackDown Top 10, which I'm not really sure what's the point. Um, and, besides, and basically, they explain this as... The actual superstars on the roster will vote every week on a superstar that they think deserves more opportunities, whatever that means. And is this like the NXT, the TV show inspired? Like, I don't get it. Like, are we having judges? Like, this is, to me, I don't, this seems like something that by even WrestleMania time, it will no longer be a part of the show. Oh, I don't, I don't think that it's lasting that long. I don't think it'll last a month. Um, 
I, I don't I mean the I think this is gonna be like some mid card shit. I don't think this will yeah. actually, I don't think the, I think this is gonna get uh like Mojo on the show more or something like that. It's gotta be something along those lines. Yeah, but um, SmackDown's already a bloated show. I think adding this to a two hour show is just it's just hard as it is. But we'll yeah. see, we'll see where it where it goes. A quick quick um quick notes, we had a fatal four way number one contender for the US championship and Rusev won, so it will be Rusev versus Rude at a later date. Hooray. Um, Hooray. <laughs> the Rusev day is growing and I feel like this is an opportunity you probably should have got it like a month ago, but you know, here we are. Um and we also had the tease of Carmella finally remembering she has a money in the bank briefcase and that she can <laughs> cash it in at any time possible between now and whenever the next money in the bank pay-per-view is. So she almost cashed in. Um, she did the very stupid thing of accidentally kicking the referee out the ring and had to sort of uh, lose her shot. I think she saw what happened with Baron Corbin and she doesn't want to go through that. So, I mean, at least Carmella remembers that she has this you know, briefcase that she can use at any time. This is going to play into the Charlotte Rousey thing because I do believe that she will, just like Alexa, I, I think they want to cause a little bit of uneasiness and it, like anything can happen type stuff with the women's titles this year. I do think Alexa's going to lose at Elimination Chamber and I think that something's going to cause Charlotte to lose that title before WrestleMania, and I think she'll go on to Rousey because I don't think that that match needs a belt, and that's why they don't want that belt on Charlotte. I, I, I could see why. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, I mean that belt means automatic, like literally nothing. But I think get it off of them and maybe have Carmella versus Becky at WrestleMania or something like that, and have Becky win it that way, and then have uh, Charlotte and, and Rousey fight for the bragging rights. I think that's a perfect person to put against Rousey. That's somebody who knows what they're doing. Somebody who can give her a great match and someone that can sell for her like crazy. Yeah, I agree. I I, I 100% agree. Um, Something else happened on the show. Oh, the Usos had a really... They've been doing some really weird shit visually with SmackDown. Did you notice, like, when Shinsuke came I did. When Shinsuke came a, a great tweet I saw. So they got the entire Adobe package and just went crazy with it. Yeah. Like, it's... It's, uh, you know, prison things, letters showing up all over the, the screen. I like it. It's a very distinct, you know, they they updated Raw's graphics as well. So yeah, we forgot like to mention that. The Raw's graphics look like ESPN now. Yeah, they're, so they're, they're updating the graphics. So, I mean, this is great. This kind of sets them apart. I hope they don't start doing it on Raw because I think it'll, you know, it'll make SmackDown's appearance just demoralize it not demoralize it but just not make it look as good but i i kind of like what it i kind of like it just because it's a different thing well well they've started doing like the selfie they, they started doing it during the selfie promos which have carried over to raw as well but um i, I i'm still not a fan of selfie promos and they're, they're just gonna keep doing them so I, I just guess i have to live with it i agree yeah yeah you're just gonna have to this. But that was SmackDown. I don't think there's anything else that would happen on the show. I thought Shinsuke had a pretty good uh, promo, too. That was another thing yeah. that, that happened. It was pretty I thought good it was promo. really good. Um, 205 Live in the, the post-Enzo era. The second the, the second episode in the post-Enzo era. Stellar show. Yeah. They... It looks like they're returning to their roots, which I think will actually probably get them more viewers because anyone who's watching the WWE Network remembers the Cruiserweight Classic and, and what they've done. And, but they, they brought in the new 205 Live GM, which makes me wonder if we're getting this as an official third brand now because it, I don't think the Cruiserweights have appeared on Raw. No, um, they have not. 
Um, so it makes me wonder if they're just doing, you know, their their own third brand thing. But GM Drake Maverick, formerly known as Rockstar Spud. Yep. Uh, he is now the general the general manager on 205 Live. He was the uh, he was introduced at the, at the top of the show. And even more interesting is that they announced that 205 Live is doing a 16 man tournament that started last night, where the winners uh, of their respective brackets will go on to fight for the cruiserweight title at WrestleMania. I think it's a great you know reintroduction. It's a great reboot. It's kind of like how it all started. Yeah. Um, they they're started they're integrating not just stars we've seen on 205 Live, but you know as last night we saw Tyler Bate yep. in this tournament. Um, lost to TJP. We saw Cedric Alexander versus Grand Metalik. Um, and I believe next week. What I'm hearing is next week. I didn't actually watch the show. <laughs> oh wow, I did. It, uh, next week it's going to be Roger Strong. Versus, oh, holy fuck. Roger Strong versus, how did I forget who the fuck it was? I'm Wally. It's Roger Strong. He's showing up on the show. How did I, I literally, I literally just know. Versus Hideo Itami. Yes, it was Itami, and it's going to be Lince Dorado um, versus somebody else. I forgot. I did watch the show. Kalisto. Kalisto. There we go. It's Lince Dorado and Kalisto and, and Roger Strong and Hideo Itami. I think That's having, something people want to see. That's yeah. something wrestling people who, who love to watch your network, who love wrestling, who sit through two hours and 15 minutes of a completely other show and then say, I want more wrestling. That's something that people would want to go out their way to watch. Which is dope. I, and I think the, the show was dope. I thought both matches, obviously the Tyler Bate and TJP match was, was awesome, which is a great use of, of uh, the UK guys that are literally doing nothing. Um, and it's just as a show, it's, it's great. I'm, I'm glad to see them just go to their roots, fuck the sports entertainment shit, go right to doing what you, what you, you, know, what you had coming in. And it's interesting to see who else is going to come in because there's only 12 people on the, on the 205 Live roster, but it's a 16-man tournament. So we've already seen two people down. We could see more UK people. We could see more NXT people. So Johnny Gargano could realistically show up on that show. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I, I, I look forward. It's a, it's a mystery right now in terms of what could appear and what could and what what could go on and what could not go on. But it, it looks pretty fun in terms of this 205 Live thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and did you watch the Mixed Match Challenge? I did not watch it this week. I did. It was, it was, it was cute. It was... Uh, it was um, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss versus Sami Zayn and Becky Lynch. Um, cute little match. You know, Braun, everyone's sort of playing a fun role in this match. They teased a little love interest thing between Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman, which I thought was pretty cool um, just because it brought Braun Strowman out of his element, and I think it probably makes him much more likable, too. So um, they did that, um, and, you know, Becky and Sami Zayn were destroyed into oblivion so <laughs> it, it went really well it went really well next week it is um jimmy uso and naomi versus oh my god i can't believe it is it it's, uh, it's mandy rose the, who is replacing mandy Alicia. rose and, and gold dust rose gold yeah she's like, she's replacing alicia fox i believe it looks good she, they look good together they look good they look like a new age gold dust and marlena except marlena is about like 20 years younger and in way better shape yeah, for sure. So that that was the Mixed Match Challenge. It's a show that I, after the first episode, I pretty much saw what it was. I'm glad you're still, yeah, still, yeah. still finding an audience with you. I like fun stuff, man. 
Oh, don't don't say I don't. I I don't I don't just like pure all I like fun shows and shit like that. But yeah, that was a huge huge week in wrestling. I'm I'm exhausted. I'm tired. It's only gonna get worse, Mills. It's only gonna get worse as we head into WrestleMania season. Yes, sir. Um, do you have a match of the week? I I we should both have them at the same match of the week. It's gonna be Gargano Almas. Gargano Almas. I I can't choose anything else different. It's a really good match. It's worth the watch. It's worth the three watches, as you said previously. Like it's it's good. Going into Mania, what do you think? What like just just how it's breaking down now? Do you have a better sense of what the what the top matches are gonna be? Well, obviously, Nakamura AJ is not going anywhere, um, and we and Brock and Roman is pretty much set. And it's been set in the stars for a whole year now. Do you have any idea of where, where else this card's going to break down? Not completely yet. I'll be honest with you. I mean, we're, we're heading in that direction, but I, it, it really depends. Like, those are really the, the selling points, and I don't know where we go on from next because we don't have that guaranteed Undertaker match. Yeah. Or maybe we do. I don't know. Um, I think we do. It doesn't look like so, though. From that WWE24, which you should go check out, too. Like, everyone should check out that WWE24 just for a rare, candid look at the Undertaker. But, um... It's a. I'm, I, I don't have a full, completely clue right now, but you know, you, you can't go wrong with the matches that happened thus far. To be honest with you. Yeah, I, I obviously AJ and Sh- AJ Shinsuke Brock Roman is the selling points. I think that's a perfect two main events because you're grabbing an international fan base. And you're grabbing the the uh, casual fan base with Brock Lesnar. I think that's fucking excellent. That's a great match to put on. I do think that we are getting CNN Taker. I I really think we're getting that match this year, and I think people should prepare for that. Who knows, man? I I don't know where they're gonna have Cena. I'm more but, interested. Uh, I'm more interested in what they do with the women this year. I think we we're we're looking at at least three women's matches on this show this year. Easily, easily with both championships. I don't know if they'll all be on the main card, but they'll definitely be there. Shit, it could be four because if you, if, I mean, if you want to keep it a hundred, like I think they want to put everybody on the show. Yeah, they, that's their that's been their thing for a number of years. Like we get we're getting everybody on the show, so I, I expect at some point large match of some proportion. And if, some if I had royal, a women's Andre a May Young battle royal, who knows? If I had to guess, though. If it was just singles matches, maybe a, maybe a multi-woman match for the SmackDown title, which Becky should win there. I do really think we're gonna get Sasha and Bailey in some type of like some type of match. I think it should be like a a, a stipulation match. I really love that idea. I, I, th- I think we wait until I don't know if Raw has the next pay per view after, which I think is Extreme Rules. I think you do that then there, but I I think you you set the seeds with the regular match now and see how they roll with that, see how the crowd likes that. Right. Um. I I think that Alexa's going to be iced out. I really do. I think they're ready to get that title off of her. I think I think the biggest match that you get, the one that will get the most reaction, is Nia Asuka. I think that's the one. Because she didn't actually beat Nia on Raw that, uh, a month ago. I don't think she did. And I think that's a match that people want to see the ending to. And I think that's Asuka's best match on, the, on that roster right now to win the belt from Nia. I think that'd be the hardest match, and, and um, yeah, and obviously you get Charlotte, Charlotte, and 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 Ronda Rousey. I don't know where Triple H goes here. I I know people want to see him go against Braun Strowman, but I don't know if I want to see that match. I don't know. Usually around this time, you know, he usually shows up after the Super Bowl, just so there's no excuses made of why ratings dropped and he was <laughs> on the show. Um, so he usually shows up after the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl is this Sunday, I believe. Um, I don't watch football. No, do I care? It's this weekend. Um, it's this weekend. 
Um, so, you know, look out for Triple H Monday, bright and early, right the day after the Super Bowl, Triple H. Um, but this about covers the week, yeah, right? Yeah, that pretty much covers a very long week. I, I want to thank Rob for showing up. And, and next week we will have a guest. We will be talking to Ampavelli. Uh, sorry that we couldn't get Amp on the show this week, but we will be talking to him next week. Uh, thanks, but thanks to Rob for actually participating and, and being on the show this week. And thank you, Mills. No, no problem. Thank you again. This is you know been the A show. Yeah, this has been the A show. Thanks for listening, everybody. I got it right this time. I didn't say watch. Um, once again, RNC Radio is bringing you <laughs> is bringing you some of the best playlists and some of the best content that you, that you could ever fucking hear in your life. We have a new playlist that truncates and shortens the Migos Culture 2 album. I want to thank you, Mills, for actually tr- putting together the actual uh, the flow and the sequencing of that of that album because it sorely needed it. Yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's way better this way. I've given it way more listens in this sort of format. And we've effectively called it Culture 2.1. Yes. And it's sort of owed to the Blueprint 2 album being truncated and shortened into how many the tracks I don't remember but <laughs> it was like 12 I think or 12 or 15 yeah I actually bought the blueprint 2.1 but I have no recollection of it I think it got stolen but um, <laughs> we have yeah we have culture 2.1 and everything else on RNC radio yeah the RNC the RNC radio podcast that, you know another episode dropped this week yeah, it's me and it's me and Josh reviewing uh, Culture Two, ironically, and also talking about the Grammys and why we should all shut up and stop being mad about them. And we also have uh, other playlists. We have the R the RNC R and B playlist that I think a lot of women loved. A lot of women I heard loved it. Listen, as they should, the R and B and R and C will be updating every week. Um, they'll have another update this week, and you know that's something you can look out for. Yeah, and as cuffing season gets closer, we might actually have some guest curators as well. What I do also want to do is make a wrestling music theme playlist for the A show. I think that'd be pretty dope. Let's work on that. Let's do that. Let's work on that. Let's do that. Maybe we'll have that up pretty soon. Yeah, we'll have that up pretty soon. It's all easy. So uh, make sure you follow us on Spotify and Apple Music. Also follow us on uh, SoundCloud. And also subscribe to us on on iTunes if you if you if you like to do that type of thing. Thank you for listening again. Check out all of us. You can follow me at OG Johnny Five. You can follow Meals at Meals TV. That is M E E L Z TV for another week of the A Show. Thank you for listening. This is Justin for Meals signing off. Peace. Happy Rusev Day.